Armstrong and Getty. This is best of Armstrong and Getty. So it wasn't terribly long. Well, I guess it was a number of years ago that uh, a middle school in the middle of central California, Turlock, California, Google it, um, hit the news. Denaire Middle School. Kid had an American flag on his bike, and a staff member told him, you need to take that off because that might offend and threaten people. I mean, just unfriggin' believable. <sighs> Several years ago. Well, oddly enough, that middle school in the middle of California is back in the news. This time because, uh, and uh, an alert listener in that area alerted us to that. A seventh grade science student begins every year by handing out to the 11 and 12 year olds the gender unicorn. This uh, science teacher is transgender. Not sure in which direction. I don't think it's really important to the story. But they handed out this uh, this handout, the gender unicorn, and the unicorn has got a pair of hearts on its chest. It's thinking about a rainbow. It's got a thought bubble. <laughs> and where its unicorn penis should be, there's a like a, a DNA double helix. Or somebody's done something terrible to his genitals because it's all, it's all twisted. Got caught in a thresher. Anyway... Anyway, the gender unicorn uh, wants you to make some choices. Your gender identity, female, woman, girl, or man, uh, male, man, boy, or other gender. And he male wants you to boy. check out. No, no, it's it's their slashes oh, like commas. Oh. It's, it's uh, your gender expression, uh, feminine, masculine, or other. Your Please s- do not use gendered <laughs> language to. C- to address everyone. I don't know how I get through the story without doing it, sir. Then your sex assigned at birth. Oh, there's the little double helix. Uh, female, male, or other. Intersex. It's like an interstate, but with genitals. And then your heart, who you're sexually attracted to. Women, men, or other genders. And who you're emotionally attracted to. Women, men, or other genders. So I suppose you could identify as a man... Express feminine, have, for instance, male genitals, be it sexually attracted to men, but emotionally attracted to women. That, you're not going to get a lot of responses to your dating profile, and mm. uh, I'm sorry for you. Um, they've asked this science teacher to stop handing this out to the 11-year-olds, um, who really, really don't. 11? Yeah. Wow. Who really ought to be studying science in this? Um, it's amazing. You know, I just became uh, aware of this uh, transgender online activist person, and uh, I don't remember her name. Um, but she's been hardcore about stop saying your four or five year old is transgender. They can't possibly know that at that point in their lives. Stop expressing your need for enlightenment through your children. This is a transgender person, and she is getting enormous mountains of hate online for saying that perfectly reasonable thing, that little children have all sorts of impulses and thoughts, and as they they get used to themselves and the world and their bodies and their changing bodies, to enshrine their momentary thought as like some permanent status is just cruel just cruel. Say, oh, that's nice, and let them figure it out for themselves. You, you, you wackadoos, yeah. That doesn't make me a hater. Disagreeing with you doesn't make me a hater. 
What do you feed a gender unicorn? Some nice gender corn. Rainbows. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was thinking about that. It was that's hungry. why their flatulence is rainbows. I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. I, I missed, I missed the obvious. Aggressive scent. <laughs> they eat rainbows and they drink glitter. Oof. The most hated chores on this list. Back to that, people would be uh, give up sex or alcohol to stop having to do chores. What are the most oh hated chores? Oh boy. Now that this okay, this is all right. Anybody who's giving up sex to not do chores is having bad sex. Well, you're probably not having sex, right? I guess. Right. You don't care about or, it. Or it's, it's not, not something you're into. Yeah, or maybe you're doing it to to make your partner happy, but you just as soon. Either way, mm-hmm. it it doesn't. Well, then then you're giving up something you wouldn't mind giving up, which again is proof that this poll is stupid. On the other hand, the most uh, loathed chores, now, we can all relate to that. Number five, cooking meals and shopping for groceries. I don't know why those were lumped together. Number four. I enjoy cooking. I hate prep. I'm very complicated. I don't like either one, but I don't hate them. Number four, sweeping vacuuming. You know what's good? Unicorn steaks. (laughs) (laughs) What? Vacuuming? Boy, do they scream when you slaughter them. (laughs) Gee, many. Wow, somebody turned on the lights. It's dark in here. Sickening. Oh, oh, really? Yes. Where do you think hamburger comes from? Unicorns. Good God. Uh, Number four, (laughs) sweeping vacuuming, which I don't mind at all. At all. I actually like sweeping. I mean, Isn't that weird? If I've got the choice between that and, you know, watching TV or something fun, I wouldn't choose. I like sweeping, but only with a push broom. It's more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number three, we, we had an intern not too long ago. We had to show how to use a broom because they didn't know how a broom worked. Wow. Wow. Isn't that something? You'd think you could puzzle it out. <laughs> I need this dirt not to be here anymore. And <laughs> he just jabs it with the handle. That's right, what they right, were right. doing, more or less. Well, <laughs> it was interesting. Wow. I mean, not their fault. They just had never come across a, a seeing one, I guess. Certainly not using one and never seeing one. Wow. Wow. Among the smartest people in the entire world. Not an exaggeration. Really? This yes. person? Yes. Well, maybe, okay, I've, I've dealt with people like that. You've their, never their seen heads a broom just, even on a TV well, show that or is something? extraordinary. It's absolutely right. It's astounding. Uh, number three, cleaning the bathroom, sink, toilet, shower, etc., Number two most hated, doing laundry, which I don't really mind either. I mean, so, I don't enjoy it, but I don't. That's big deal. more hated than cleaning the toilet. Maybe it's the volume of it. Could be. Maybe, you know, if you're the person in charge of laundry in your house, you got three kids, whatever. Boy, yeah. it's amazing. I th- the, the bathroom cleaning's got to be like a band aid. You just got to get in there, get it done, and yeah. get out. Right. Number one, washing dishes, cleaning the kitchen. Again, another one I don't really mind. It's important to stretch your back occasionally while doing dishes. Otherwise, you can get back spasms. It's happened to me. Muffin pans. I would give up practically anything to never clean a muffin pan again in my life. Trying to dig out each individual muffin hole and stuff that's stuck in there. I really listen to nice me muffin job, hole. Nice job, muffin hole. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. So here's a woman that died at the age of 99. Um, her body was donated to science, so uh, they're digging around in there. And that's probably not the right term. Yeah, um, wow. Wow. But anyway, they found I out. I didn't her- know you're a physician. 
they found out her organs were in the wrong place. Her organs were all messed up. Well, they she, weren't that she, messed up. She lived to be 99. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, hmm. Specifically, like, her liver and her stomach were on the left side. So the, her organs were transposed. Things that are typically on the right side were on the left side of yeah. her. Yeah, you'd probably be fine with that, but obviously it's not the way we're designed. Um, maybe when we have Medicare for All, they'll catch that sort of thing early on. So you wouldn't have to live till you're 99. And yeah, what to, to perform major <laughs> surgery and put the stuff back? So Bernie Sanders is um, uh, introducing a bill that he's introduced before for Medicare for all. The difference being, though, he is now more at the center of the Democratic Party than he is out on the fringe, where he has spent almost his entire career. Right. So that's kind of interesting. And uh, the New York Times went with uh, Would Medicare for all save billions or cost billions? And I find some of the language in here interesting. I'm not going to get into the weeds on this, because you can read about it if you want. I don't want to bore people. Nobody wants to be bored. But I just thought some of the, the language in the uh, the article in the New York Times is pretty interesting. How much would a Medicare for All plan, like the kind being introduced by Senator Bernie Sanders on Wednesday, change health spending in the United States? Some advocates have said costs would actually be lower because of gains in efficiency and scale, while critics have predicted huge increases. Do you think there would be gains in efficiency and scale with the government running all of health care? Oh, boy. That's hilarious. Right. right. Yeah. And as we've learned from Craig, the Obamacare lawyer, uh, the whole thing is teetering on the brink of bankruptcy because the future budgets include, oh, yeah, and we're going to cut back what we pay to doctors by 30 percent, fully aware that doctors aren't going to put up with that. That'll never, ever happen. And just the inefficiency of government running stuff. Look at the VA. Right. Look at look at all kinds of different things. Sure. A couple other phrases that stood out for me. We ask a handful of economists and think tanks uh, with a range of perspectives to estimate the total cost. And so they got from, you know, conservative to liberal and all different sorts of people. Mm-hmm. In all these estimates, patients and private insurers would spend far less and the federal government would pay far more. I find really? I find that phrase hilarious. Who's the federal government? So I, as a patient, am going to pay left. Luckily, the government's going to pay more. That's me. I'm the government. That's my tax money. You can't move it from I give it to the hospital to I give it to the IRS and tell me that I saved money. You can't do that. You don't get to do that. Jack, and you'll want to roll tape on this, Michael. Okay. Jack. If we've lost the knowledge that we are the government, we've lost everything. Mm. I'm Joe Getty. But I just find that phrase to be hilarious. It is bitterly, terrifyingly hilarious. Patients, which would be Americans, we're yes. all patients, right? Yes. Everybody. Right. Patients, Americans, would pay less. Oh, the, good. The federal government would pay more. In so all, that's if, their problem. In all these estimates, that's, that's true. That's their problem. That's hilarious. How do oh. you write that with a straight face? Well, we, we've lost we've lost sanity. I just find that amazing. Yeah. And then yeah. with the different estimates, and this always bothers me because... They, we often have the, the CBO, for instance, the Congressional Budget Office. Is that what it's called? Yes. Um, uh, they make estimates that are crazy wrong sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're trying to. No, they're the best we've got. It's just, it, it's very difficult to do, especially with this healthcare stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, so right. you got, you got all these different groups and they, their, uh, guesses as to what it's going to cost the country vary by so much. Even the difference between the most expensive estimate and the second most expensive estimate was larger than the budget of most federal agencies. Wow. Yeah. So you're 
two that are closest together at the top, the difference in their estimate is bigger than we pay for a variety of other big agencies. Um, we all know how it works right now. Right now, individuals and insurers pay insurance companies. You pay cash sometimes or a copayment or whatever for drugs, blah, 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 blah. State governments pay something. In Sanders' system, which he's introducing today, um, nearly all that would be replaced by federal spending. That's why many experts describe this as single-payer health care. Yeah, although in Medicare, the, the person, uh, the individual pays a lot of the costs, too, and you got your... Uh... You get your donut policies and your Medicare supplemental insurance and all sorts of stuff. So it's not a, a panacea, my friends. Um, and then they get through the difference. And we, we could link that article at armstrongandgetty.com if you want to read into the details of it. But I just found it interesting that, first of all, the guesses as to what it's going to cost are so far apart. Right. I mean, they're yeah. just, they're, they're just uh, if we do this, we'll either end up with a cat or a refrigerator. I mean, right. they're just not even in the same universe. I'd imagine if the difference between the two highest estimates are that large. Right. I mean, between the high and the low, I'm sure it's hilarious. And then the uh, and then the idea that the New York Times crowd, anyway, looks at it is we'll pay less. The federal government will pay more. Yeah. So yeah. you're not you're not going to look at the tax burden. Well, if you're going to leave that out of it, there's no point in even having this conversation. Right. And the effect that would have on the economy and the rest of it. You know, it's funny. It strikes me. Speaking of tax policy, do we have time for this thought? Yeah, I guess we do. Um, I believe if any significant coalition of folks in politics had clean consciences and were actually looking out for the people, we could sell a flat tax or the fair tax plan to the poor the middle class, the wealthy, well, everybody but the really, really wealthy, that tenth of a percent that, you know, has the hundred million dollars and the rest of it. The the benefit of it is so incredibly obvious. Or a value-added tax, and I understand that that has its hazards too politically if you're really wonky about this stuff, but it, it could be passed. The hedge fund guy who makes $170 million, he wouldn't pay 2% of that somehow. He'd pay his 10%. Everybody would pay 10%. And and most, like the fair tax, excludes the first like $30,000 you make. That's not taxed at all. So it is not, you know, uh, what do they call it, uh, regressive against the poor, at least for that basic income. There would be no dodges and loopholes for for super gazillionaires. And we would have all sorts of money. The, the you fools who think that you know Hillary Clinton or 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 Barack Obama or or Donald Trump for that matter or whomever is going to reform the tax code really stick it to the powerful and you know they manipulate the rates a little bit and the seventy eight thousand pages of the IRS of the tax code becomes ninety eight thousand and there we go we've really reformed it you're fools you really are. And and the hilarity of, well, the people would pay less, the government would pay more. I mean, that would be removed because everybody would have an acute awareness that we are the government and the government's money is our money. That would that might save the nation. And it's got practically zero chance of passing because the politicians are so skilled at terrifying or like angering everybody into thinking, no, 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 we can't have a fundamental tax reform. That might that might end up being bad. And so we sit with this incredible this this rape, this obscenity that is the American tax code just makes me nuts. Tax day is Monday.
All right. Um, Tax day is every day, you fool! <laughs> you sucker! Right. You child! Would you, what's the matter with you? You, you having a good God, time, Joe? You moronic, <laughs> you half-wit, you babe in the woods, numbskull dumbass! Lily Lover. Anyway, Owen <laughs> 2. Monkey kissing! <laughs> Where's my thesaurus? <laughs> uh, hey, it's good to let it out. <laughs> hey, parents, I'll get to this at some point. There's another sugar study. Sugar, sugars. That's my current diet, where I'm trying to stay away from sugar. That's the only thing I'm doing. If I if I keep my sugar below something, I lose weight. Yeah, and it just it just works that way for I me. I had that big old donut yesterday, but I worked out like a fiend. A fiend, I tell you. Well, I'm not going to work out for a fiend, so I like a fiend, so I have to stay away from the donut. God, there was a guy. Guy who works around here. Nice guy. Super fit, though. Yeah. And he mentioned to me yesterday, because somebody brought a whole bunch of donuts in, and he said, yeah, I, I'm having a half a donut. I already worked out this morning, burned off a 1,000 calories. Shut up. Yeah. I don't, I, nobody wants to hear that. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. So this is a meeting of Democratic Socialists, which is a thing. All right. It's its own group. Yeah, it's it's Bernie's people. Right. And they're the people that have lots of rules and weird words and all that sort of stuff. Well, here's a little... Here, here. Now, this has been the, the new one that's been bleeped, right? As usual with an AH bomb, the question is, which half do you bleep? Well, let's... Uh, let's... I mean, because, for instance, even the Bible makes reference to the ass. I mean, the humble donkey. Some people use it as an expression to refer to the their, their hind end. I find it very coarse. And certainly, uh, I can tell the story about when my buddies and I dug a hole in the ground, um, and we hid in it like we we're uh, troopers. It was, uh, you know, it was the Vietnam era. Um, and, and both of those words are perfectly acceptable, but then you string them together and you got problems. So I'll be curious to see which end has been bleeped. So can we go with our original clip that everybody loves so much to get started for anybody who hasn't heard this? And I've heard it ten times, and I still like it every time I hear oh, it. it's so great. They're trying to get something done at the Democratic Socialist Convention. Right uh, quick point of privilege. Quick point um, of personal privilege. Yes. Um, guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please, can we just, I know it's we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to focus. Thank you. Thank you, comrade. Okay, is there a speaker against name, point chapter, pronoun? Privilege. Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. He's so upset. Okay. 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 Uh, any other weird, overly picky, mostly just indicating how special you are, objections to what we're doing? Okay, we got a little. List you know of- the irony of that, the of the whole uh, chatter thing. Is Sean? No offense. If you don't stop clicking your pen, I'm going to get homicidal. That frequency makes me crazy. Marshall has the habit of uh, nervously, and it just, oh, I swear to God, it makes me want to die. And you see, what's interesting is... chewing doesn't bother me. And what's interesting, I could listen to somebody click that pen all day long and never even notice it, but if you open a bag of potato chips and crinkle it, I'm going to murder you. Right, or or, or slurp soup. Right. How odd. I don't know if it's frequency or... I don't know. Or what it is. Oh, my God. It, it's like, ha. Anyway. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we have uh, some of the rules. We have that clip, uh, some of the rules that they were reading off there. 
Um, and, and additionally, with the, um, the noise issue, like avoid hissing, avoid waving <laughs> banners, right? Um, because those, there's, there's all sorts of things. If you don't know what to do, show up these, right? I'm sure there's lots Jazz of ways hands. that we can communicate to each other without needing to rely on something uh, that's going to hurt somebody else. We have quiet rooms that are available. There's a range of options of these, right? Please don't go into that space with anything that's like an aggressive scent, for instance, right? <laughs> aggressive scent. You don't want to put people <laughs> in stressful situations that they don't consent to, right? And we, there are... Um, right-wing infiltrators who are trying to get in here, but it's going to be really traumatic for people if we're not making an affirmative effort to de-escalate each other and de-escalate ourselves, right? Take a deep breath. And feel better before you say anything. Stay away with the aggressive sense. I mean, avoid hissing is probably just good life advice, right? Not in, regardless of what, what conference you're at. You, you don't, don't go around hissing at people. I'm Jack Armstrong, me, mine. Um, are we ever going to get past the rules to actually doing anything? Or um, are we just going to discuss point rules? Point of personal order. That gentleman's tone Excuse was me, you very didn't give negative. Excuse me, you didn't I'm give me your pronouns triggered. yet. I need um, to know your pronouns before you speak. Joe Getty's Z-Zim. <laughs> uh, that triggered me. I like the idea of... Uh, what would he say if somebody said, here's the chairman uh, from the Ohio district, Joe Jones. That can make someone feel unsafe. You know, I feel the same way <laughs> I do about, like, uh, trying to hit a baseball out of the park with a uh, a cooked spaghetti strand. You people are too soft to accomplish anything. My pronouns are always going to be me, mine. That's the way, that's the way I look at the world. Please uh, do um, not use gendered language to... C- to address everyone. Oh, boy. On the all rules, right. I wish I knew more about the. We have quiet rooms in a variety of types. I'd like to know all the different variety of types of quiet rooms. Just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? Yes. Um, Make aggressive ha- sense. Do we have uh, one more? Don't really talk to anybody who doesn't have a creten- credential, especially if you claim to be from the press. You have no idea who that person is. Please do not talk to anybody who identifies themselves as a member of the press without having uh, credentials. Um, don't talk to cops. Don't talk to MAGA. <laughs> oh, we're almost there. <laughs> this, uh, this, but thank you. Um, we are going to be visited tomorrow um, by some MAGA protesters. Um, is there anybody here who's done abortion clinic escort work? By all means, don't talk to cops if there are cops there for any reason at all, right? Um, and if you do see someone talking to cops, uh, let the marshals know. Who are the marshals? Wow. The marshals are their cops. That's a... Mm. It's interesting, you know, and I, I, I'm willing to give a few tax dollars to support those poor soft heads because they'll never make it in the world. Just a few tax dollars, but but maybe I, for their medication. Aren't you one of the like underground? Something's wrong with you groups if you won't talk to the press because generally you want your ideas out there. You want as much press as possible. You know, if you're an uh, actually a KKK group, you might not want the media in there because you're trying to stay secret. But are you trying to stay secret with your I whole? I think the snowflakes are worried about fake media that are not actually media. That are going to, for instance, play tapes, making it clear what dumb dumbs these people are. Oh, I got um, guys. Yeah, make sure you're talking to the right media, not uncredentialed people who claim to be because et cetera. Right. I liked how uh, the uber gentle little sheep there says, "Any MAGA a holes?" Woo! Then, oh, now you're screaming, clapping. I'm triggered. Oh no! So we... thank you, comrade. <laughs> you're welcome. 
I, in general, if I was at a political thing, how about we just all agree that we're enthusiastic about a lot of this stuff? We'll do our clapping, I don't know, tomorrow or later. But let's just get to our stuff. Can we do that so everything's not interrupted? You know, when you go to a political speech, I don't want the whole... the State of the Union address. Eighty yeah. percent of it is people cheering. Can yeah. we just get the information and save yeah. our applause until all the graduates have crossed the stage or something like that? I understand <laughs> that 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 idea. Can we stipulate in advance that y'all over here are going to be really in favor of almost all of my policies? Y'all over here are going to be in favor of the stuff I say about welfare. So, okay, are we good? Everybody agree? Let me just do my damn speech. One interesting wrinkle. So then yesterday we read this piece that w- uh, was supposedly from a Marxist who, who, who thought the closest thing to them that they could get behind was the Democratic Socialists joined their group and then started go to the, going to the meetings and, and found all this stuff so crazy that they couldn't do it anymore. Well, that turned out to be fake, which I find interesting because so he got it into Quillette. Yes, which I love. But yeah. they were sloppy in this case. Uh, yeah, although... See, here's the difference between this to me and that thing that happened with the uh, the getting universities to print studies. Mm-hmm. Those university studies, all that stuff was so outside of anything that ever happens. You can't believe anybody fell for it. All the examples this guy uses in his piece about uh, gender pronouns and people being neurotic about the various problems, it's all true. I yeah. mean, that, that stuff oh, yeah, actually absolutely. happens. Right. So yeah. it's it's... It, it, it's extra fun and delicious that it was ostensibly a, a, a Marxist who thought these people were so neurotic and crazy he couldn't right. take it anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's extra delicious. But zero of his allegations are uh, are false to me. I'm just a little disappointed because I really like Quillette, and, and they didn't even bother to verify that this guy was who he claimed to be. And he said, uh, so I always wonder when people do this sort of stuff, what's the point of it? You know, like if you make up a fake quote and it makes the rounds on the Internet, do you just get personal joy out of it? Or are you trying to accomplish something? Mm. Whatever. He says, my hope is that it damages right wing credibility. Um, it was, I didn't read the whole thing from the with the supposed Marxist. I didn't. The stuff that I read, though, I didn't come across anything that's I haven't like, seen or heard before. Right. There's an element of it. If I were to write a long expose of the Armstrong and Getty show and claim to be you, but everything I said was true, you know, yeah, the the journalists involved ought to get a little spanking for not verifying my identity. But if everything I expressed was true and accurate, you know, all right, fine. So, okay, this paragraph, which I highlighted because I thought it was so good when I thought it was real, but I think this is true. To be blunt, democratic socialists have a race and gender problem, and the problem is white men. At every meeting, white men are expected to be obedient and silent and not have opinions on things or lead any groups. We have a term for this kind of policy. It's racial discrimination. Well, this is happening, and he's right. Yeah, that's absolutely so, true. The fact that just want was, to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? This is that's what we do. It's a talk show. It's in the name. Settle down. I'm sorry, I triggered him. I am so sorry. But it kind of reminds me. Thank you, comrade. You're welcome. The various groups on the left. I've been reading this book from this anarchist guy named Malice that I'm into. It's a fake name. It's like Sid Vicious. But um, this guy named Malice, and he said he 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 infiltrated or got into all these uh, alt right stuff. And he said the only thing all these different groups have in common is they hate progressivism. And he said the same thing is on the left. 
Uh, he said all these people have in common really right now is that they hate Trump. Right. But but in all the individual stuff, uh, they, they, they would fight like crazy, as we've seen on the debate stage. Um, they disagree starkly on a lot of different things. Right. So uh, both sides has a tendency to, this is part of the point of the anarchist, both sides have a tendency to um, uh, see the other side as a monolith, as a, like a thing, when it's, sure. it's not so true on either side. Oh, and right. I came across a term the other day that's really good called nut picking. Nut picking is a good one. What are okay. we talking about? <laughs> yeah. Hello. An aggressive scent. <laughs> it's just like cherry picking, where you cherry pick information to b- back up your argument. Ah, nut picking is yes. you pick out people, nuts, yes. from the other side and say, see, you see what uh, liberals are like? Or you see what Trump supporters are like? Like we've That's, been doing for the last 10 minutes? Yeah, well, but, that, but you, you pick a Trump supporter and say, this is Trump supporters. Right. That's nut picking. Right. You pick particularly crazy people yeah. to make your point. I, I think when the people you choose are the chairman of your convention, then I think it's not oh, nut sure. picking. Oh, sure, exactly. Yes. I like the, the how Quillette was first alerted that this may have been a hoax when readers began to question the incongruence of a Marxist-Leninist who was also a fan of Saul Alinsky. See, I wouldn't have caught yeah, that. I, I don't that's know why that thing. doesn't fit, but that's like when people watch the, the, wow. the golf tournaments. And that bird isn't natural to that place. <laughs> that's slicing it thin. Yeah, see, you've really got to be into it to get Whew. that one. That's a, the, yeah. Wow. Good stuff. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. I've got this. Every bug in your house ranked by how worried you should be about them. Ten to one. From an exterminator. Yikes. Number ten. This is going to make your skin crawl, but it's worth knowing. In fact, you you are at risk if you don't listen to this. Number ten, funny enough, arguably arguably the most feared bug in your house. Last on their list of bugs you ought to worry about, spiders. Mm. They're not much of a problem, generally. People find spiders oogie. Some people, like my wife, freak out just at the sight of them. Um, but uh, really not. That d- doesn't cause that much harm. Very rarely do people have troubles with spiders. Spiders jack arachnids, not insects. Interesting. Okay. Hmm? The, their webs are unsightly. I've got a, I, I sweep out the webs on my patio probably right. three times a week. Yeah. Yep. Got to do it. Most spiders don't bother me that much. Like your hairy spiders, they're like, wow, they're a wolf spider, stuff like that. I don't really dig, but black widows give it's me the oogies. It's a wolf spider. <laughs> black widows give me the oogies. There's something about those long, skinny black legs that just, uh, yeah, and they're Persianous. Uh, number nine, ants. We don't like ants around. They're very unsightly, but uh, they're not that damaging to uh, you or your home. So. Yeah, I don't want to parade don't want ants running through my oh. house. You keep them out. Number eight. I don't know how this is not number one. If you've ever had your house taken over by this, it's a major problem. But number eight, pantry moths. Have you ever oh. had an infestation of pantry moths? Thank your lucky stars you haven't, because once you get them, they're almost impossible to get rid of. Really? They can get into anything. They can, And you get them usually... Um, uh, a sealed Through sexual promiscuity. Yeah. No, uh, bad news, uh, Jim. What is it, doctor? Lot lizards at the truck stop. <laughs> um, no, like you got a sealed box of uh, a brownie mix you got at the store. Yeah, sealed box of sealed plastic sealed. Doesn't matter. They can get in there, and what? they got they got in there at some warehouse or something like that. They get into your pantry, and then they're all over your house. And getting rid of them is damn near impossible. We've had exterminators. We've thrown out everything we have multiple times. Oh no! They get into your cupboards and nooks and crannies. So even if you get all the stuff out of there, 
I'd never heard of them in my life until either. you mentioned them a while back. I hadn't either. And I've lived in some fairly unclean conditions with a variety of roommates through my adult life since age 18. But uh, never had pantry moths. Jeez, they're terrible. Anyway, this guy's got them listed number eight. Okay. This is riveting this so far. It seems like it might, it might be more of the, they're just annoying. They're they're not necessarily dangerous. Yeah, but you, you, every, yeah. It's I real, won't know till I hear the top five. It's annoying. You go get your box of Cocoa Krispies, and you're really excited about a bowl of Cocoa Krispies, and you pour it out, and it's all moths in your bowl. Uh, Protein. Yeah, uh. <laughs> back to Joe's theme of the day. Oh, yeah, it's healthier. I better get on my horse here and hurry along. Uh, number seven, carpet or hide beetles. I don't even know what those are. Oh, carpet beetles. Ladies and gentlemen, the carpet beetles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number six, bed bugs. Again, how's that number Wait six? Wait a minute. Those are horrifying. They, oh, no, no. This, this is, list is terrible. This they is bite right. you. They give you painful red sores. And what you should be worried about, he's got... And you can't get rid of them. What's up top, crocodiles? <laughs> <laughs> this list is... It's shocking. Number one on the list, Ebola-ridden monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want them in your house. Anyway, Trump said. Well, so what number are we on now? Bed, what does it say bed about bugs. Bed, bug, bed bugs? We're, we're obviously going to have to um, uh, continue this in, in a minute. Much like cockroaches, their ability to hide makes them particularly hard to get rid of. They seem like they should be higher on our list. They don't transmit any disease that we know of. We know of. Um. So you're nothing really to be afraid of. You just you don't like the bites and all that. But no, okay. no, I don't. I don't like parasites climbing on me while I sleep and biting me and sucking my blood out of me. He has flies above bed bugs. And number five, there's the flies they, you can deal with. They might seem like a harmless nuisance, but they have the capacity to transmit bacterial pathogens from animal feces to the food you eat. Yeah, but we've coexisted with flies forever. And I'll tell you what, I go home and I got some flies in the house. I don't like it. I get my fly sweater. I got bed bugs. Oh, man, I'm dreading going to bed and yeah. washing everything. And Now, I get, look, it's not fun when flies land on your food, and you ought to discourage it, but all right. Yeah, okay. How I'm many quip, people? Like huh? any list, like any, uh, the top ten Beatles song, speaking of the carpet Beatles, uh, they're made to quibble with, but how many, gotta quibble. How many people died at the family reunions when you were a kid from flies landing on the potato salad? Exactly. Place. Seven seven people died. Yeah. Just yeah. in my family. Yeah. And number four, cockroaches. Uh, they're awful. What does it say? We got time. Come on. Um, this is this is real life, Jack. Contaminates. This is the news you can use. Or we can talk about what people are arguing about over what Trump said. They can contaminate stored foods and generally ruins one appetites, including white nationalists. <laughs> Just slip that in there. <laughs> uh, the, 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 they're unsanitary. We'll chase out your house guests. Hey, sometimes that's a bonus. And pretty hard to get rid of. Again, this is from an exterminator. A lot of it is how hard they are to get rid of, which, again, I'm surprised that pantry moths are so far down. Fleas. Another blood-sucking insect is number three. Fleas. They're problematic for many of the same reasons that mosquitoes are. Uh, Numerous persist for some time in your home. Uh, Pretty pretty difficult to get rid of. You remember when I slept on my son's... mosquitoes! His uh, little duplex he was renting in, in college, I slept on the floor after helping him move in, and I woke up covered with flea bites on yeah, my legs. that's no good. Oh, and they, oh, I'm allergic to it, apparently, and, and they, my legs swelled up, and it was, oh, it was, it was terrible. It was as if I had some sort of dread disease, I had to get treated by doctors. Number two, they have mosquitoes. 
Um, yeah, okay. I can get the, the, the plague and, and the dengue fever and the malaria. I get it. I hate a mosquito in the house. Nile, if, there's, if there's a mosquito in the house, yeah. I will stay up pretty late trying to find that thing <laughs> and kill it. Mosqui- I saw an They're article very that small. described mosquitoes as the apex predator of humans. I hate I hate the idea of getting mosquito bites and waking up with them. And partly because my one of my kids is really just gets the big, giant, swollen mosquito bites. Oh, it's like my wife. Yeah. Number one. This is from Exterminator. Maybe you don't think about it much. Come on, crocodiles. Termites. Oh, You get a termite infestation, you're looking at tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars of damage to the structure of your home that you may not find out about until you go to sell the house. Right. Picture if your doctor came to you and said, you've got a condition and we need to replace your bones. (laughs) That's... That's well. That's what they did to my hip. Actually, well, I have bad news. You need bone replacement. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show.